0: Time praying in the spirit this morning and we said um, we'll be doing more and more of that in all of our gatherings just praying in the spirit um, the more I kind of interact with where our culture is especially our church culture um, I just think it's something that is um, people aren't familiar with right I think it's kind of uh, I don't know if you want to say falling out of favor I think through many reasons I think some through bad doctrine or teaching I think Some, and i have talked to Alicia and Tabitha, people who come from more Pentecostal uh, traditional backgrounds. We've run into some crazy. Anybody run into any Pentecostal crazy before? Uh, Amen. And so um, just because things get either neglected or abused doesn't mean that we shouldn't just learn how to do it right. Amen. So learn how to move in that and operate in more. Um, We said it last week because remember there's only three things that actually change our lives. Only three things that will actually transform us. The Word of God, right? The transforming power of the Holy Spirit, and loving people, right? Pastor Greg Moore spoke on that a few weeks ago, and those things really stuck. Those are the only things that actually change people, right? Government programs don't change people. I mean, education doesn't change people. Hello, are you with me? Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Uh, Say it again. I'm saying it again for Kevin's sake. Kevin's saying say it again. Is this three things that the only three things that change people? The Word of God. Right? The Word of God changes us. Right? The power and presence or the transforming presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. He changes us. Mm -hmm. And then loving people. When we genuinely care for people, love people. And what I mean by that is sometimes I guess, can I just we'll talk about. Just be interested in folk. I mean, I don't know if y'all have y'all noticed. We've kind of lost the ability to ask basic life questions. Yeah. Yes. Like, so, what do you like to do?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. What do you do, or what's your name? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I wish if it, it, it's, it, Rhonda. it, it it's Rhonda. <laughs> That's right. It's Rhonda. I'm sorry. <laughs> <I'm> so. <sorry. laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> But it's, uh, <laughs> so does that make sense? Where do you live? Where do you work? I mean, it, it truly has, I, I've often wondered, you know, I've heard somebody say that, you know, these wonderful devices that we hold in our hands, they're really awesome at helping us stay connected when we're far away from each other.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: And they're really terrible at helping us stay connected when we're close to each other. Yeah. Amen. Right. we. That, when everybody have a party, yeah, that's right. Everybody's, but we just forgot. So some of that stuff sometimes loving people is as simply as just being interested in them.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Uh, again, I don't know I'll just share this with you. you know, they they talk about uh, building trust in life and that many times we think that we build trust over the big decisions. You know, Tony comes up and says, Brad, here's here's a couple of million dollars. Don't 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 mess up. And we think, Okay, well when I do that well, right, then then I've got good trust. And they actually say, that's not where you build trust.
1: No.
0: You build trust when you remember somebody's birthday.
1: Come on.
0: You build, you build trust when you have a conversation with someone and you remember something about that conversation and you pick it up the next time you see them or talk to them and say, Hey, the other day we were talking and you said, da-da-da-da-da. How'd that go? Yeah. What happened with that? What went on? Those things are what actually build trust. Yes, they're building their name correctly is a big boon, right, 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 Rhonda? Is that right? Uh, we're picking. Rhonda died. Well, it's all good. It's all that. It's, so it's Rhonda <laughs> no. well, We can have fun with each other, but I just, just say that. But those things. But when we come and gather again be expecting with us, with me please, just more and more expressions of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's growing stronger and stronger in my heart's desire to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything more than just, uh, besides the transform- transformation help us, helps here for us, but to get us accustomed to it, because out there the people don't, they, they, again, y'all have heard me use the analogy of many people have the three stooges mentality of God. Y'all heard me use that analogy before? Anybody not heard me say that yet? I haven't, I haven't. You haven't heard it? Okay, so anybody, who, who knows who the, the y'all, y'all know who the Three Stooges are? Y'all know who the Three, who knows, who does not know who the Three Stooges are? Let me ask it that way. Everybody knows? Jordan doesn't know. So Jordan, way back at the beginnings of TV, there were three men called the Three Stooges. And they did this kind of slapstick comedy act where they would kind of smack each other around and do some stuff. And it was Mo. Larry and who was Curly? Curly, Curly was there was our Shemp, or yeah. So, but Curly is the most famous, right? But many people, Jordan, have a mentality that God is like the Three Stooges. That God the Father is like Mo. He's just mad and smacking everybody around, right? Many people think that Larry is like Jesus. He's just trying to keep Mo under control, right? <laughs> Right. That he's just trying to keep God the Father and it reined in and, and smack me, not everybody else. On, right. And many people think that the Holy Spirit is curvy. You never can tell what he's gonna do. He may go whoop 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 and drop you down on the floor and make you spin around. Right. And many people that's how they view God. Right. That's how and, and he is none of them. Right, so the whole the Holy Spirit is the part of God that is active and present in the earth today. Right, He is active and present in the earth today in you and through you. Amen. Right, so He expresses Himself not outside of you but through you. Does that make sense? Yes. There will be. There's a few times, and there might be times when the Holy Spirit, if you will demonstrates himself or shows up very outside of man, but typically it's because that's a place that no one has gone to preach yet. Does that make uh-huh. sense? It's in a place where there are no believers, but where there are believers, where there are believers present, he principally operates through us.
1: Amen.
0: Does that make sense? Because, because why? Why does he do that?
1: Because we're
0: in the past. Yeah, well, because that's where he is. Mm-hmm. He's in you. He's not in anywhere else, right? Does that make sense? And so as we gather together, part of what coming to church is supposed to be about is learning to walk and flow together with the Holy Spirit, both corporately and individually. And the reason why is so that when we leave this place and go into our worlds tomorrow or this afternoon, we know what that is like. We know what his presence feels like in us because it's the same one who nudged us to give a word to somebody here or to pray. Does that make sense? Yes. And do these, but, uh, but many times again, uh, and, and, and this is nowhere in the message, but we'll go there anyway. How's that sound? <laughs> is, um, you know, many times what's happened in, in the modern church world is we've created a great, um, wonderful organizational Sunday morning event can I just say, and, and, and that's what we've done. You know, we all, you can go to almost any church here and you know, there's gonna be some singing, singing, singing right? There's probably gonna be some praying of some kind, right? There's probably gonna be some, some Bible taught, right? There should be some cookies and coffee, right? There's some components that we've come to expect, right? And, yep. and please hear me. Those things are not bad or wrong. And we're not saying we shouldn't have them. Right. But the real reason we come to gather together is to interact with God together. Amen. Amen. That's why we come. Amen. I so enjoyed last week. How many of you enjoyed over here that were last week? And it was just such a, a tangibleness of the Holy Spirit that was present. And I just loved how he moved and flowed through everybody. Amen. Isn't that cool? Amen. That's a piece of that's a piece of church. Right, And that, as we gather together, it's it's for that. I, I love John gave a great analogy using the campfire analogy last week. You know, all of us, when we come together, we're all bringing a chunk of firewood. Yeah. Right? The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it might be a song. It might be a verse or a teaching. Right? It might be a word of encouragement. It might just be a simple conversation. It might be... Whatever, but you're bringing with you a log to put on the Holy Ghost fire that's already present. Amen. Praise God. So I say all that to say as we gather, we'll take times. If the Holy Spirit ever leads you to do something, just know you can do it. Amen. If he nudges you to go talk to somebody, go talk to them. Pray with somebody, go pray with them. Right? And if he nudges you to share something more in a public, quote-unquote, if you, hey, Brad, can I share something to the whole church family, I'll let you. Amen. I know sometimes that makes folks nervous because, well, what happens if somebody gets up there and it gets a little crazy? That's okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll deal with crazy if crazy shows up. Yeah. Right now we have a lack of anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, I like what Brother Hagen used to say it like this. "Is it I'll put up with a little wildfire better than no fire. Come
1: on. Amen. Yes. There's a book by Caleb It's called The
0: Wild, Wonderful, and Weird Ways of Yahweh. And he talks about that, that uh, we get so, we've seen crazy Yeah. And, and misuse, and then you just shut it down. But anyway, he was
1: just talking about, you know, just go with it. Yeah. The people in charge handle mm-hmm. the,
0: the weird. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. His experiences. And then he goes through the Bible talking about, like, um, you know, the donkey talking. Mm -hmm.
1: And um, I think it was maybe Ezekiel or Isaiah he told to burn human dung underneath the. Mm -hmm. But then he prayed, please don't make me do that. And he changed it to
0: Calvin. (laughs) 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 The
1: point was, you think God's not going to do stuff
0: weird that he does all the time? He does. It's very scriptural. Listen. Well, it's just weird to us. I mean, some of that is, is just uh, I think, why does God ask us to maybe sometimes do strange stuff? I think it's, ju- it's just fun. I agree. <laughs> I think some of it is, it makes a great story. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know it does. Well, I mean, you know, you think Jesus spit and made mud yep. and then put it in a blind guy's eye. Now, how... How goofy is that, right? Well, the dude's blind, so what are we gonna do? We're gonna put dirt in his eye. Right? That's what we're gonna do. That's a great idea, right? I mean, you know, it sounds nasty, doesn't it? It does. It sounds different. It sounds. <laughs> in big loogie to make that. Just big loogie to make that much fun. That's
2: talent, because making
0: yeah. mud and putting enough on it on some its just new. <laughs> yeah, that's so fun, but but I think we talk about but. And please hear me, but, but Jesus didn't before, did he? they didn't take a tic tac either. Was it just wasn't Potpourri said it? But no, that's so funny. But anyway, but just be ready to walk more with the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. And as we gather, and we do that here to practice, so that here we can make a mistake, right? Because here's a safe place because we love each other and everything's okay, right? And we're trying, that's right? right? So that when we go out there, right, again, we become familiar with ourselves and the Holy Spirit working together. Because, again, even though I agree with Alicia, they are any weirdnesses of God are quite random, right? They don't come all the time. But daily, God leads us to speak to people, talk to people, demonstrate himself to people, right? He leads us, and that's part of what I want to get into today a little bit. And those are the works of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Amen. So go in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. Again, we're talking about, and and, uh, our goal is to talk about the the slides you see on the TV back there that says resource. Tapping into heaven's supply. And through this summer, we're going to be talking about, um, if you will, money to a degree. We're going to be talking about the blessing of God. We're going to be talking about provision. We're going to be talking about Uh, prosperity, we're going to be talking about some of these things, but it's our heart's desire to do them from a little bit of a different angle, because again, typically when you go to church and the pastor starts talking about money, right? we're either building something (laughs) or buying something or we're trying to get the offerings going up a little bit better or we just talk about giving. Now we will interweave giving throughout there because it a part of it, but we really, our heart's desire is to talk about the reality that you and I, you are tapped into heaven's resources for your life. Right? Amen. You were tapped into heaven. We've used this as a bit of an analogy. Maybe here, you know, my daughter Audra is in Kenya and doing great, by the way, but we've used this as an analogy because it's been a great one for my imagination and mind to look at. You know, she is living in Kenya, but she is not living in Kenyan economic system because she's connected here to the United States and her resources, her supply for what she's doing there is from somewhere else. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. And so that's just like you and I, our supply comes from somewhere else. Our supply comes from the kingdom of God. It comes from heaven. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes. I yes.
1: So just have the visual that, you know,
2: when you're, a,
1: when you're in a country where the economy's strong and it's, the currency is unadulterated, so yeah. to speak, and whatever, your exchange rate is so much stronger yes when it transfers into another country because, because of the strength
0: of Absolutely. Absolutely that's a, and that's a, that's a great analogy, right? We are tapped again, you are tapped into think about this. you are tapped into a place that has never known recession. that has never known inflation, that has never known a depression, right? That has never known lack, that has never known running out, <laughs> that has never known drought, famine, nakedness. Pestilence. That's awesome. Right? Remember what Jesus said? He says, Hey, there's a place that we can invest into mm-hmm. where moth and rust will not corrupt, mm-hmm. where the thief cannot break in and steal from there. Think about that. Mm-hmm. How cool. That's where you're from. Yeah. We spent the whole month of May talking about that. You're from that place. Mm-hmm. You're from mm-hmm. heaven. I'm from heaven we are vitally connected to there praise God hallelujah so now here in Genesis chapter one and and I want to build in in this week and maybe next week a little bit I want to make sure this is the foundation stones that we talk about is twofold it's kind of like your your left leg and your right leg of 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 finances or prosperity the first leg if you're taking notes is this is the reality that you are blessed. Yes. That's the first leg. You're not trying to get blessed. You're not doing anything to get blessed.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Again, I know a lot of you in here, you're like my, me. We come from a place called the Word of Faith background. And one of, to me, and again, this is, hopefully, I won't get totally blacklisted in <laughs> certain people that listen to this. But in the Word of Faith background, something that got... Uh, Erroneously taught and put in there is as well, if you tithe, you will be blessed. Now I'll talk about it. I believe that we should, and it's appropriate for us to tithe. Yeah. But we do it because we have already been blessed. That's right.
1: Yeah, yes, that's right.
0: Not because we're trying to get blessed.
1: That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. right? Yeah. That's just an, so you are blessed. Say that. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Yes. Right, you are blessed. That's the first leg. That's your like your your my, my strongest leg is my left leg. This is my left leg. I am blessed. That's the strongest foundational pillar I got. The next one that we're going to talk about is, and you're here to accomplish some stuff. Right. The other one is is, and we said in Ephesians chapter two verse ten, you were recreated, you were born again. If you believe in Jesus, you have experienced what we call the new birth, which just means you were born from heaven. You were born by the spirit of God, right? And if that has happened to you, then Paul said, then you were created as a masterpiece of God, a fine work of art of his, for good works. Amen. I let's, let's see if we can do it like this. Can you imagine, what is, uh, somebody tell me your, your idea of a dream vehicle. Somebody shout it out. What's your idea, your dream car? A, a what now? A drift car. A drift car. Caleb's all into the, to the drifting. He wants a drift car. down There we go. There we go. Black Monte Carlo super sport. What's somebody's dream car? A Land Rover. A Land Rover. Very good. Huh? White. 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 <laughs> Dream car. What do we think? Dream car. I think a Tesla. Tesla. Selena like a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. She uh-huh. just noticed it. So a Tesla. Anybody else? A Volkswagen Beetle. That's awesome. I love that. Um a convertible Volkswagen vehicle. Anybody? So, but can you hold your dream car in your mind, yeah. right? You know, sometimes, you know, I'm just going to pick, kind of everybody talks about dream cars. We typically go to these big high end luxury, like Lamborghini, Ferrari, or some big sports car, that kind of a thing that's there. So if you want to hold the picture of that in there, uh, I'll use this as an analogy. It's not my dream car at all. But like if I had a Ferrari, what would it be like if I just took it to the convenience store to get a gallon of milk. Waste. And, yeah. and that's how I used my Ferrari. Mm. That's how I used my dream car. You'd use it all the time. Use it all the time. And is there anything wrong with this? Again, just, just play my game. Is there anything wrong with taking the Ferrari to the convenience store? No,
1: you gotta
0: have milk. You gotta have some milk. <laughs> gotta get some milk. <laughs> gotta go to Walmart. You gotta do that. But listen to me that you are his. Masterpiece of engineering. Mm-hmm. You are heaven's luxury vehicle. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because you were made to carry him. Yeah. Y'all look at me kind of funny. Yeah, Y'all look at me at so a cow at Newgate, right? I mean, do you understand that? See,
1: yeah.
0: see, the Bible says this. I think it's in the Book of Hebrews. It says that the angels, the heavenly angels. Want to and have a desire to look into salvation to get it, to try to understand what's going on. Because the angels, now this is a little bit of the Brad paraphrase, because the angels of heaven don't understand our redemption. That's right. They don't get it because they saw a free will created being mm-hmm. rebel against God and no rescue plan was put in place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. They never saw God go after Lucifer. They never saw God go after the fallen angels. They just saw, oh, that's done. But then we come along, and the moment man messes up, God goes into operation mm-hmm. to get us back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the angels of heaven are like, we ain't seen that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then not only does he just come to get us back, he comes to get in us to get us back. Wow. Yeah. He comes to dwell inside of you to get you back.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. We're his babies. We're his, babies. Mm-hmm. We're his, but you're his, Paul said, you're his engineered, handcrafted, handbuilt masterpiece Four good works. You were made to do more than go to the store and get a gallon of milk. You were made for more than just getting up and going to work and making the money and doing the things and living for the weekend, try to make it to retirement, try to get to vacation, try to get to the whatever. That's all going. Now, those things aren't bad. Please hear me. Going to Disney World is not bad. It's just like going to the grocery store and getting a gallon of milk in your Ferrari. Go to the street. Fun, but what made for that?
1: Yeah.
0: Does that make sense? Yes. And that's the other leg of this understanding of what we're talking about. Why have we been tapped into heaven's resources? Because he has blessed us And you were made, you were created for good works. Mm -hmm. And that blessing is what will flow through you and create those good works. Bring those good works to pass here. Does that make sense? Yes. Praise God. That's why lots of times I saw angels standing around watching. Yeah, they're looking to see what's going on, and well, and and Miss and Miss Eloise to add to that, it says in Hebrews around the first or second chapter, it says not to get too not to get too distracted, but just because that's a wonderful thought you brought up, it says in Hebrews. Let me see if I can find it. I think it's in the second chapter. It's the verse that says that they are our ministers for us. Huh? One fourteen. Yeah, here we go. So back up a little bit to verse 13. It says, but to which of the angels, the writer writes, to which of the angels has God ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all talk, spirits, talking about the angels, sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So the angels that are around us are our ministers. They're there under, and I'm, not to get off into a whole other topic, they're there for us to command. <laughs> they're there for us to send forth and to do things. Right Now, that's a whole nother summer and for a whole nother day. But they're, they're for us. The ministering angels are there to minister on our behalf. Amen. Praise God. Is this, is this exciting? So back to Genesis. And I look at this. Back to Genesis to lay this foundation. So then we talked about a little bit um, this earlier in the week that when we go to understand a Bible interpretation principle to help us understand things in Scripture is called the law of first mention. And basically what the law of first mention says is anytime you want to understand something in the Bible... One of the tools in your toolbox is, is go back to where it was first mentioned in the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And whatever God did on the first mention of it will set the precedent for what he will do with it throughout the whole of Scripture. It'll help you understand things. Mm-hmm. Did, did, that, did I explain that okay? Does that make sense? And so let's look at this. So let's talk about mankind. So God made man here in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 let's back up to verse 26 it says so then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea the birds of the air the cattle over all the earth over all the creeping things that creep on the earth so god created man in his own image and in the image of god he created him male and female he created them now notice verse 28 then what happened so God makes man, and what is the very first thing God did to man? Bless him. I want you to say that one more time. So God makes man, and what was the first thing God did to man? Bless him. Before he gave him a job, before he gave him anything to do, before he gave him opportunity, before he told him what he was here on the earth for, the very first action God did for humanity was He blessed them. Praise God. So, what is God's heart for man? To bless them. Some of y'all are going to catch on to this later and get real
1: happy.
0: Amen. What is God's first thought and heart towards you? To bless you. To bless you. Well, Brad, how can you say that? Because right here, the law first mentioned. Mm-hmm. Adam has barely opened his eyeballs yeah. for the first time, yeah. totally. and God says, "Hey, before we do anything else,
1: yeah.
0: look at me, listen to me, boy. I bless you."
1: Yeah. Amen. That's <laughs> awesome. Amen.
0: Before he has any other conversation with Adam, yeah. before he says, "Adam, I, I need you to name all these critters I made. I need you to expand and keep the garden." I need you to tend things here. You're going to be the king, if you will, over the earth. And before you rule and reign over what I've created, you need to understand you are blessed by me. Amen. Guys, listen to me. That is the same thing that happens when we're born again. Come on. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1, Paul says, after having received Christ, it says, and he has Blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. When you were born again into God, the very first thing God tells you hey, remember, you're blessed. Before you go and pastor churches, Brad, you're blessed. Before you give your first tithe, come on now, you're blessed. Before you Obey or disobey? Because how many of you, can I just be, listen, and this is, I want this this summer's teaching to be very conversational, which I appreciate. So y'all talk with me a little bit. How many of y'all that you kind of grew up maybe in a church environment where blessing kind of had to be earned? Anybody that was like that? Even though you were told, maybe you heard it said out loud, God's blessed you. The, the real message was, if <laughs> our... But, (laughs) you know, as long as. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Listen, that is not what Scripture teaches. Mm -hmm.
2: That's right. Come on. That's right. That's
0: awesome. (laughs) Scripture teaches God just blessed man. Praise God. Amen. Just because he just blessed. So you are blessed. So let's do this. We practice in our imagination. So I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine. What does that look like then for you? What does being blessed look like? Give me a, a few more seconds. What would that look like? And as a picture shows up, just out loud, just begin to. Kind of give some one or two word descriptors of what you see. So, what does it look like when I say you are blessed? No lack in any area. No lack in any area. What does it look like?
1: To be so blessed, you are blessed, but
2: your kids have too much, and everyone
0: you know is lacking. Amen. Very good. What does it look like to be blessed? Restored to wholeness. Very good. Absolutely. Contentment. Contentment. That's a great one. Joy. Joyful. What is it like to be blessed? To be surrounded by loved ones. To be surrounded by loved ones. People that love us. Amen. Blessed. What is it like to be blessed? Your space. What else? What does it look like? To be blessed to live in peace
1: peace.
0: nothing missing nothing broken what does it look like to be blessed what would that look like our young people here what does that look like come on y'all be honest now huh Freedom. freedom that's good Favor, oh, but jacked-up supercomputer, huh? Is that what that looks like? Yeah, I know. and that's okay to say those things too. What it is? Prosper is like to be able to do every good work like when
1: opportunities come. Supply, to the
0: Absolutely, very good. That's right. To be able to, whenever things come up, you can just move, and when opportunity is is, is there. Again, just I want you to take this week. And I really want you to take time in your own time with God. I want you to meditate on this because the truth is Father has mm-hmm. already blessed us.
2: That's right.
0: He's not waiting to bless us. He's not waiting for us to whatever. And you can put whatever and whatever to bless us. He has blessed us. Past tense. Already has done it. We have been blessed. That's his decree over our life. Amen. Now, for the next little bit of of our imagination as we're here, then what would you do? If you want to close your eyes and if you think, okay, you're blessed, all the stuff we've said, there's no lack, nothing missing, nothing broken, we're able to Put our hand to any good work that might show up. We're content and at peace and full of joy where we are. From that place, what would you do? Well, I appreciate the broadness. I'm going to be just a little bit more pokey because that's that. And I'm just picking on Kevin because he's one of our pastors. Because we can hide behind the broadness. I do whatever I want to do. Well, what is that? I don't know. (laughs) Because I've never dared to actually imagine what I would want to do. Because at a core, I don't believe I could. Come on, come on. Because I don't believe I'm blessed. So that's why many times what happens to all, all of us, myself included, Right, but what would you do? I mean, for real. I'm to close your eyes. Imagine if, again, I like said, if we just imagine if there was a, a pipe or a tube or a cable or whatever it was, literally plugged into heaven itself, and there's just this flow of all of heaven's supply flowing right into your life, and there's no there's no spigot on it. You can't stop it. And the other day, I, a little bit of an analogy that the boys were in the basement playing. And things apparently got a little out of hand. And somebody chomped a three-pound medicine ball at somebody else. And it hits the discharge pipe on the bottom of the hot water heater. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I get a call at work, how do you shut this thing off? Because the, the basement's now flooded because there is an unimpeded supply
1: uh-huh.
0: of water gushing out of the bottom of the hot water tank rapidly filling the basement amen but listen that's the blessing take that picture if there was an unimpeded supply of the blessing of heaven pouring into your life you couldn't shut it off God's not going to tell you how to shut it off he's just going to say awesome let's see how far this will go What would you do? What would you do with that? And take a minute here and just think on that, meditate on that, imagine that for a few seconds. And in the same way, begin to call out. What would you do? Build homeless shelters
1: and children's
0: homes. Very good. Build homeless shelters. I love that. Have we written that down somewhere? Build home, and again, now as these things come for you, write them down. Right, build homeless shelters, children's homes. Love that. What? What? What would you do? Establish churches. All over the world. Establish, plant churches. Awesome. Write that down. What would you do? Again, if there was just this unending supply, and you'd be like, man, I, I can't stop it, and it's going to fill things up if I don't get some of it out of here. <laughs> What would I do with that? What would I do with that blessing? Do I yeah. now? What would you do? i awesome. build a four wheeler park. Awesome, build it! I'm jumping in on Kurt's thing. I build a four wheeler park and a pond. Amen. and then
1: to
0: Awesome! I love it. Love that. What else? What else would we do? What would you do? Yeah. Buy everybody's gas. Buy everybody. <laughs> and everybody would want to know John. That's right. Because John is going to buy everybody's gas. I love it. <laughs> <Good evening. laughs> what would you do? What would you do? So again, this week, as, as we're imagining, again, we said there's two legs where I'm wanting to build. One is this reality, I am blessed. I want you meditating on that truth. You are blessed. You are directly connected and tapped into heaven, right? The supply of heaven is, is flowing into your life, right? And then now... Right after that, every day I want you to imagine, and what would I do with that? And literally imagine. So again, I, Because Jill spoke up first, I'll pick on her just a little bit. So where are those children's homes? Where are those orphan? Not that you have to answer that right now, but just where would I put those things? Where would I build them? What would they literally look, how would I want them to run? How would I want them to function? How would kids get there? What would we do? How would we take care of them? How would we, what would we teach them? What would we teach? I mean, and just let literally like small children, I want us to pretend and imagine oh, what would I do? What would that look like? Right? And imagine it in, in your mind, right? And write down what comes, write those ideas down because those are from God. Does that make sense? Those ideas, put those ideas down. Just start somewhere? Yeah, was, and then, yeah, absolutely. And then we'll talk, they'll begin. They begin inside of our imaginations. They begin inside of our hearts. We get to bring them out and write them down on paper so we can freeze it, right? It's, there is something, and I hate to use this word, but I don't know if there's a better. There is something, quote, unquote, magical about writing things down, mm-hmm. That they now, they don't know, psychologists, social. they can't explain it. But when it's like, when you literally write it down on paper, and they do say it's best to do it with your own handwriting, not just yeah. type it out. Yeah. But to literally take a pen and write it down on a piece of paper, it does something. Mm-hmm. It, it changes your brain. It, changes your brain. It, it blocks things in place. It gels things in place. Right? That's why I think it says again in the Bible, write the vision. Make it plain so that he that reads it can run with it. Right? Listen to me. You see these words on our wall that we did. It's how we hear his voice. These imaginations, these things that come when we take these times to kind of kick the limits off and go, what would I do? That is the voice of God speaking to your imagination, giving you ideas. Does that make sense? Yes. Write them down. Freeze them. Get them in there. And then meditate on them regularly. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Meditate on them. I mean, throughout the week. Um, I'll I'll tell you this story, and I'm just trying to be mindful of time. But is we were in Tulsa, and we were at Rhema, as many of you know. uh, And one of my favorite pastor on staff at Rhema at the time was, too, was Pastor Tony Cook and Pastor Billy Joe Watts. Now, Billy Joe Watts was my all-time favorite because he was just fun. He was... uh, great big African-American fellow. And we called him Mega Watts, because he was he was always very, very energetic and stuff. And he did, Selena and I's premarital counseling and all this kind of stuff. Well, long story, we were getting ready to step in to go to Mexico, things had been presented us to do that. And Pastor Watts was leaving and stepping down from his position at the church and going forward to do other things. And God just opened up a door. We were at an event at somebody's house like an Easter dinner and I just happen to be sitting at the table with Pastor Watts and I say Pastor Watts can I just ask you a question how did you know it was time to to, to make the leap how did you know it was time to leave here because I mean again kind of you're in a good spot it's a good position it's a good gig mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's kind of we look at all of ourselves as burgeoning ministers yes. and we'd all be like well I want your job you know what I mean, mean that's kind of and, yeah. and stuff. And so he said, Well, Brad, and he told me, he says, For years, I've had three by five cards where I write down the imaginations God has given me. Mm-hmm. These things, just like we were talking about just now. And I've written them down and, and I keep them in the Bible that's by my bedside, beds on my bedside, his personal Bible. And he says, And every day, I will get up and part of my is I'll pull those cards out. And I'll look at them and I'll look at them and I'll meditate on them and I'll remember them and I'll pray about them as the spirit leads me. And he said, and finally, what's happened is, is I realized that where I am today will not take me to what's written on those cards. Yeah. Does that make sense? That's one of the reasons why we write this down is so that we do it because then that vision that comes gives guidance to our life. And it does help us know when it's time to make a change. You understand that many, many, many believers, many people, the vision of their life was yesterday.
1: Yep. come
0: on. I lost some of y'all right there. Everybody all right. For so many people, their only vision is today is just a rinse and repeat of what I did yesterday. Mm -hmm. So the vision of my future was yesterday. Well, even with so, so many people, it might be the coulda, woulda, shouldas. Mm-hmm. Right? But for a lot of people, it's just the same old, same old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what do you do? Well, I just do this.
1: To go back to the good old days.
0: Yeah, I get up, I go over here, I do XYZ, I leave there, I go to some other place and do A, B, C, mm-hmm. and then I come back and I do it all over again tomorrow. Right, and for so many people, that's the whole entirety of their life vision. This says that's not our vision as believers, right. right? If we go to Philippians chapter two, right. Is this alright you all right, y'all. Yeah. Oh, okay, just chewing. Everybody, all right? Yeah. Okay. If we're dreaming about barbecue, we can go home soon.
1: <laughs> uh.
0: Philippians chapter two. Believe it is. Is it two? Here we go. No, it's actually chapter three. I'm going to start in verse one because it leads into it. We'll read through this. And here Paul's beginning to wrap up the letter. He says, finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Now listen to me. Paul's talking about the scriptures, right? And he said, hey, listen, if I write for you the same thing over and over again, it, it's okay. It's safe. And what jumped at me when I read it, the same thing is true for us. For you to read over that vision card again and again and again, it's safe. Did y'all hear me? Is that yes. did I say that okay? That's awesome. Some of the problem that keeps us from vision is, is there's no longevity in vision.
1: Come
0: on. Yeah. We haven't found or discovered that thing that will stick with us for the years. And you know, I forgot who I was I was talking to. Uh, and we actually were, they were talking to me is in connection to here with all of you guys, you know, because again, just and I just say because. I don't know if y'all know this or not. Currently in the United States of America, about 1,500 churches are closing almost monthly all across the country, right? Uh, Pastors, most pastors, it's like well north of 90% of pastors never finish their life pastoring, right? They... They quit. They give up. They do whatever. There are all kinds of these negative stats on this kind of stuff. And so, you know, we're—I love our little church. You know, people look at us and go, well, "Brad, how's the church doing?" I know it's still kind of small, and people got—is it growing? Is it doing? Are you okay? And then they'll. This person said, "So what would what would you do if it closed?" And I said, "Well, I guess we'd just meet at the house the next week."
1: <laughs> Come on, <dear. laughs>
0: And does that make sense? Why? Because now, I'm almost I'm almost 49. Is that right this year? 49, is that the year, I think? Yeah, 49, I think, to this year. So I'm almost fit, 49 this year. And now I can say at 49, I can't see myself doing anything else. And if it did something different, I'd just look up and go, okay, we're just going to keep doing this anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Come on. Some of y'all listening, some of you ain't. Have you found the thing yet? That if you looked up and go, if it all went to hell in a handbasket tomorrow, I'd just lay down, go to bed, and get up the next day and start all over.
1: Amen.
0: Again, y'all have heard me tell this, but one of the most inspiring stories I've ever read is the great missionary, William Carey. Y'all you know who William Carey is? Mm-hmm. William Carey, if you haven't read about his life, he's really worth reading. He has one of my favorite quotes of all. William Carey said this. He says, expect great things from God and attempt great things for God. Love that thought yeah. of William Carey's. But William Carey went to India way back in the whatever hundreds, eighteen, seventeen, eighteen hundred, like when you had to get there by a boat. Like that's when missionaries waved and that's the last time you saw. <laughs> You know, wasn't like now, it's like, I'm going to India, bye, and, and we'll see you in heaven, right? And so William Carey goes, and he gets into India, he begins to do missions work, he begins to learn all the languages, he begins to translate the Bible into languages, and he gets to a place, I forgot how many years into his ministry he was there, where he had like 10 or so years, he had literally translated the, the, the Bible into like several, several, if not a hundred or better, of the dialects of India, By hand, Everybody say by hand. By By hand. So he had written out and had translated in all these different languages of India the Bible by hand. Everybody say by by hand. 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 (laughs) Right. Well, he wasn't real popular. as happens to us as believers. And so the people there that were upset with him came one day and burned the house where all of his manuscripts were. Oh, no. Set it on fire and burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. Everybody say about 10 years.
1: 10 years. Ten years.
0: So everybody say by hand.
1: By, by hand. hand. Say
0: so everybody say big pile of smoke. <laughs> big pile of smoke. <laughs> and they said, well, William, what are you going to do? He says, well, go to bed. Start again tomorrow. Come on. And he gets up the next day and he starts all over.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Come on now. Yep. Have you found the thing yet? That if it all went up in a big pile of smoke, right, you would go, "Yep, we'll start all over." Right, Tony's does. He's his, he, he smokes every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can see it coming. Tony Tony's dream is a big pile of smoke. Eight <laughs> <laughs> minute full moon. That's awesome. But does that make sense, Because Let's do again. I, I've heard the same thing. Of um, who was it? It was. The, the Wizard of Menlo Park, who was that guy? It was Edison. Mm-hmm. Had the same thing. Edison in New Jersey. Menlo Park, New Jersey. Edison has his factory back in the early 1900s, right? Same thing. Some kind of fire happens off an experiment. Burns the place to the ground. Mm-hmm. Everything he's worked for his whole life is gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it says Edison in his lab coat, curled up on his charred desk that's just sitting out in the open, takes a nap and says, we'll get up and start again. Amen. Does that make sense? Right? So that's what, listen. So Paul says, finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. For I write the same things to you is not tedious for you. It is safe. Beware of dogs. Speaking of those uh, that would bring in the law mixed with the gospel. Mm -hmm. Anytime you see that term about a dog, it's talking about a mixture of the gospel and works. Mm -hmm. Right? He said, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. And that mutilation means that's what he was talking about. Judaizers who were chasing paul around trying to convince people you needed jesus and circumcision that's what he's talking about right for we are the circumcision who worship god in the spirit rejoice in christ jesus and have no confidence in the flesh though i also might have confidence in the flesh if anyone else thinks that he may have confidence in the flesh i the more now paul's going to get to sound like a little bit of bragging right here paul starts to kind of go hey listen And and, and you have to understand that he said, hey, listen, don't have any confidence in the flesh. What he meant by that is he didn't mean like in the strength. He meant in circumcision. He says, don't have any confidence in some ritual you do to your body. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: If you do some ritual to your body like circumcision, right, that does nothing for you. So have no confidence in the flesh, right? He says, but if anybody could have confidence in the flesh, it would be me. (laughs) He says... He says, I was circumcised on the eighth day, which was the, the the perfect day that you were supposed to be circumcised on, of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. Now, Benjamin is important because Benjamin and Judah were the only two that stayed faithful after the, the kingdom divided, mm-hmm. and Benjamin was Jacob's, one of his favorite kids, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, I come from, like, the favored people, right? I'm like, there's Benjamin, right? We're like, we're... We're the favorite. You know, what is that? That uh, we're Ferdinand, the kids, and I love that Ferdinand movie, and it's the Matador, and he goes, The best, 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 the bestest, best. What's that he does? Yes. Remember that, the best. I'm the best of the best, of the best, yeah. of, exactly. the best yes. of the best, of the best, of the best. And that's what Paul was saying. I, I come from the best, yeah. of the best. I'm the favorite of the favorite. A Hebrew, he would repeat, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Concerning the law, he goes, man, I was in the right group. I was a Pharisee, right? Concerning zeal, man, I killed everybody. <laughs> that's what he was saying, right? I persecuted, I, I, I killed them all. They thought, that, I, that's how zealous I was. I was. I was going after all of them. Concerning righteousness, which is by the law, now notice this, is blameless. He literally said, perfect. Nailed it. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Remember when Paul said he was the chief of sinners? The chief sin Paul was referring to was not the fact that he murdered the church. He kind of gives that a wink and a nod. He says, but I did it innocently. I I thought I was helping God out. The chief sin Paul spoke of was self-righteousness. Because how can you save a self-righteous person? If I actually believe that I can save me then I don't need Jesus. Yeah, and that yeah. is the chief of all sins. Yeah. So the chief sin was not murder. It's not homosexuality. It's not all the other stuff. The chief of all sins is self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Actually believing that I can make myself right with God on That's my right. own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so anyway, he says, but, in the verse 7, remember you gotta get you butt in the right place. But, <laughs> what things were gained to me these things I now count loss for Christ. Yet indeed I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. And I love that word in the Greek language. It actually means manure but of the more explic- explicative nature. Um, he said the yes word right there actually in the Greek language. Um, that I may gain Christ. Right. And being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which was from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I can attain to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already attained, verse 12, nor am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself as apprehended, but this one thing I do. Everybody say how many things? One, one thing. I forget the things which were behind, and I reach forward to the things which are ahead. You know what Paul said here? And and then I press toward, let me just finish verse 14. I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said here there's one thing that righteousness will lead us to do. One thing. It will forget yesterday. Yeah.
1: You
0: say? It will forget yesterday. Amen. Righteousness will say, I will not look back. I will not look, and even as Paul was saying, and Paul was saying, I will not look back at my past accomplishments, how I was born born to the right people group had the right thing done on the right day i was in the right crowd i had the right occupation i had all the right qualifications i had all the right stuff going for me right he says i have gained christ and that is the most and highest important thing we can do is gain christ he said but the one thing that i do is i keep my vision on what god is doing more in me tomorrow It, can I just, one of the biggest things that happens again is most people's vision for their life was their yesterday. Whatever was yesterday. Oh, I'm going to turn talk this way. Yes, sir, <laughs> so, and, hey, I'm guilty. It's easy. It's easy to do. It's easy Did to do. You, get you get comfortable. You get yeah you get stuck. Yep. All of us can, yeah. right? And I'm not saying, sometimes we get stuck in, in some bad. Yeah. That's always the easy. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta give up Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I gotta give up, you know, cause it's, I'm gaining too much weight or I'm doing it. And sometimes it's easy to pick the bad stuff. Yeah, that vision I gotta lose. But sometimes it's, it's when we're in the middle of good. No, know there's a book out there. You know what the, the enemy of great is, don't you? Good. Wow. The enemy of great isn't bad. The enemy of great is just that everything's good. Mm-hmm. And I'll just stay here in good. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I stay living in the rearview mirror of whatever yesterday was. Both sides, right? Both Either yesterday's victories or yesterday's disappointments. Yesterday's accomplishments or, or yesterday's disasters, right? But but what he says here, Paul says, This one thing I've learned to do because I'm in Christ is I continually allow him to paint the picture of the higher calling, of the next. And, and guys, listen, and, and I'll was praying for for you all. I was praying for our church, praying for our influence. I was praying for the people that I'm getting the privilege to influence. And this is what just came up out of my spirit. I said, Lord, how? How do we get people to just take the next step up? Right? How do we get people, uh, if wherever today is, for me, for you, for whoever, how do I go... The next step up. Again, not to get blessed because we're already blessed, right? Mm -hmm. So this is not I'm taking a next step so I can be more blessed. Mm -hmm. This is that God has put such tremendous greatness on the inside of each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. He has put, y'all have already named some. He has put such huge and dynamic ideas into your imagination. That, that that require the willingness to take the next step up. To say, Lord, I I won't live just like yesterday. I won't live. I, I will. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. But 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 Lord, I, I want to go where you want me to go. Mm-hmm. I mean we sang that last Sunday, you remember? Amen. How does that song go, Father? Mm. Y'all remember we sang it? The I Only Need You. Remember that song we sang last week? Who was here last week. Remember the song? Mm. Every breath I take,
1: every every moment
0: I'm away. away. You remember that song? How does that song go again? I'm I'm away. away. Lord, have your way. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every step that I take, and every moment I'm awake, and Lord, have your way. You know that God's way in you is always upward? Yes. That's what Paul said. He says, This one thing I do, I, I, I don't live back there. I live in the upwardness of God's call. That God's call has always got emotion to it, God's call is never stagnant, God's call is never plateaued. God's call for each and every one of us is on a constant and consistent increase. Yes. Again, how do we know that from a scriptural standpoint? That's why Jesus told two parables, the parable of the talents and the parable of the minas. Matthew chapter 25, Luke chapter 19. You can go home and read them. Right? We're familiar with those, right? It says that the kingdom of God is like a man who goes on a long journey. So he turns to some of his servants and he says, okay, to you, I give five talents to you. I give two talents to you. I give one talent, all based on what you're able to accomplish. And then I give you instruction go now with what I've given you and do business with it. And that word business literally means make a profit from it, make it profitable, be fruitful. Right, And then it says, you know the story, right? It says the the master leaves and goes on a journey. The men go and do. The master returns. One day, and it sounds like you read the story, one day in a fairly distant future. (laughs) Like he didn't just come back next week. He came back probably years from that time. And he comes back from his journey to settle accounts. So he calls the one uh, that had the five. And he says, what did you do with what I gave you? And what did the man with five say? He said... I made 10. I took five and I made 10 out of it. And what did the master say? Good job. He said, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. Then it says he brings the one with two and says, what did you do? And the guy with two says, I made four out of it, right? I took it and I made four out of it. And the master said,
1: well done, good and
0: Right? And then the guy with one kind of talent came and he said, well, what did you do with it? And he said, I, I got scared and I buried it. Here it is. I return it to you just as you left it with me. Now, listen to me. In our culture, even in our church culture, if I returned something to you just as you left it to me, you would say to me, oh, Brad, Well done. Good and faithful servant. You didn't screw up.
1: <laughs>
0: That's what we would say. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at least you didn't lose anything.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or break it. Or break it. <laughs> but what did the master say to the one who just brought it back like it was? Yeah. He said, You're wicked, wicked and you're lazy. lazy. Mm. Fearful, wicked, and lazy. Fearful, wicked, and lazy you should have at least taken it to the bank and gotten the .01% off of it. (laughs) So now listen to me. I say that. this. Remember, guys, listen. We talked about the, you know why God's call is upward? Because faithfulness is increase. God would be unfaithful if his call stayed the same. Oh, come on now. That's so That's so good. I just said that and I got blessed. Come on. I need some more amens than that. Amen. That, that, Amen. Listen. Amen. God is so good that he has only upward increase in mind for you. Amen. Because if he left your call stagnant and the same, he would have to call himself wicked and lazy.
1: Wow. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Come
0: on. Because you're the greatest talent the kingdom of God's got. Mm-hmm. So if he left you just the same, he would have to say to himself, I'm wicked and lazy. I've done nothing to them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: So you know that God's call mirrors the kingdom. It's going up. Always. But I can't go up and stay in yesterday.
2: That's right. That's
0: right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can't go up and stay in the victory or the defeat of yesterday. I have to say, God, how do I take the next step?
1: Yeah. Come
0: on. What's the next step up for me?
1: Yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah. And I'm saying, this is the whole I love this. And Lord, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that you think that 0.01% is still increasing. Amen. <laughs> I mean, it's really super cool to tell the double stories. I love the—I mean, everybody loves the double stories, right? I love the super cool double stories. But aren't you glad in the in the story, the master said, "Hey, listen, throw you a bone. If you would have at least gotten me one percent,
1: something." Yeah. The reason (laughs) he (laughs)
0: did. Well, he didn't believe he was blessed. Yeah. Yeah. See, the reason why the man buried it is he said he was afraid of the master. Yeah. The master in the language turn says, no, you were afraid of yourself.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you yeah.
0: were afraid you would screw it up mm-hmm. and therefore trigger my quote-unquote wrath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you would have actually known me, you would have known 1% would have been enough. Yes if you actually you say you knew me you say you knew me but you really didn't know me you say you knew me as a one that was planted where you didn't get and all the stuff remember the story you say you knew me but if you really would have known me you would have known 1% would have been enough but so you really so really don't and here's what God was saying this is the Brad paraphrase don't get this anywhere he, would, he said it this way he said really you were just too afraid of yourself Wow. You were just too afraid of making a mistake.
1: Exactly.
0: You were just too afraid of trying, and you're trying to blame it on me.
1: You're still not taking responsibility. just like
0: Adam did. That's right. You're still, and you're just trying to blame it on me that I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the hard one, and I'm the reason you're afraid. When if you would have known me, you would have known 1% would have been enough.
1: Wow. Do, so you
0: really didn't know me. So you got to own your own stuff. Yep.
1: Right.
0: You got to own your own stuff. Wow. Just like Adam the, amen. Does that make yes. sense? Amen. So here's the thing. What will you do today? Again, I want you to go home. I want you to meditate. You are blessed. This is not a, and and I'm trying to say this and I'll say it about 17,000 different ways because I want to drive this in the ground and break it off so there can be no doubt. I am not saying we're doing anything to get blessed.
1: Right, amen.
0: That's why we start with I am blessed. But once I've truly realized and understand that I am blessed, blessing immediately (coughs) fuels my imagination. Blessing immediately. (laughs) Shows me, man. I'd build. i build children's homes. I'd do a. I do a pond in a and, and a four wheeler track, right? I'd buy people's gas. I'd. I'd. Yeah. I'd yes. th- I, why? Because the ble- a blessing it pops the top off our imagination. Yes. It's Amen. like the, the water tank again. And all of a sudden, ideas oh. pour. Yes. Mm-hmm. Based on blessing.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen.
0: So, what will you do with that today? You don't have to build a whole children's home today. Aren't mm-hmm. you glad about that? Amy, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't have to build a whole four-wheeler track. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy everybody's gas. <laughs> <that was> <laughs> he <laughs> buys Rondas. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and so, But, but, but what, will, what will you do today? Because we can do something today. We can write it down. And that's awesome. But I also want to say, all right, Lord, after I've written it down, well, what can I do? What what can I? Is there a kid somewhere I can get? Is there a home somewhere I can support if I'm not already supporting some? Is there somebody's gas I can buy? Right? Is there something? What what can I? I can do something with this. I can. There's something I can do. See, does that make sense? Yes. And that's what I want. That's. The begin—that's that small seed that we've talked so many years about—and see the small seed sown from the blessing reaps a crop. Yes, that's good. Amen. Because here, man, I've gone that long. I'm so sorry. so, get in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it, it talks about how, y'all have heard this before, he who sows sparingly, what happens? Griefs. He reaps sparingly. sparingly. And he who sows bountifully, bountifully, what happens to him? He reaps. Now, you know, an interesting thing on that verse, if you go home and you can do some study, the word sparingly there in the Greek language literally is a quantity word, it means an amount. Okay. But the word bountiful is not. The word bountiful is a family word now for Selena and I. It's it's the word eulogia. It's literally where we get the word eulogy from in a funeral. Mm -hmm. Even though we don't do that well anymore either. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's the word eulogia, which means the blessing itself. So what Paul was saying was, is if you give with only the amount in mind, it's sparing. But if you give from blessing... It doesn't matter how much it is.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Oh, come on. Yeah. You give
1: same <laughs> dime with the diamond in mine, but you can give
2: the dime with the blessing in it, and it's like
0: the game a million. Well, that's what Jesus said about the little widow lady, right? Yes. When Jesus, and I love that. Y'all would get mad at me. I, I, I love this story in the, in the Gospels. Jesus like we have little buckets back there so whenever you want to give you can give it the buckets back there but literally they did the same thing in Jesus' day in the synagogues they had like the little offering boxes by the door so one day one Sunday Jesus decides to stand by the offering box
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's there watching what people are giving and he's looking right and that, imagine that if the pastor stood by the offering bucket and just watching well, what you give. <laughs> what's that look like? Uh, and, and Jesus said, and, and <laughs> how much did that check for? You know? <laughs> and, and that's what, and that's what Jesus, but that's what Jesus was doing. He was watching people giving. And he says, oh yeah, this Pharisee came by and he had a big old choker wad of money and he waved it around in the air. He said, ah, oh, that's about all the reward he's going to get right there. He says, but there was this lady, a widow lady, and she said, she had two half pennies. She gave a whole penny. And now this again, this is a bread, but she gave it with everything of the blessing. Yes. She gave the most. And she gave the most. Mm -hmm. Because she gave not an amount. She gave from blessing. From blessing. And that's what Paul was saying. Hey, listen, if you give from blessing.
1: Mm.
0: From blessing, man. Mm. You give from. That's why. So why am I doing this? Because I want you to live your life from blessing.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: I want you to imagine I am blessed. It's flowing. And man, I just know, just as we experienced today, when that blessing rises up, man, it's starting to fuel ideas. It's starting to pop. So then once you get that idea, give that. Put into that. Make a plan in your budget to fund that.
1: Yeah.
0: Does that make sense? Because from that right now you're giving riding blessing mm-hmm. and there does even if, it, if it's a doll i don't care mm-hmm. god don't care mm-hmm. no. you're you're just responding to blessing mm-hmm. so what happens when you respond to blessing is then yes you step into the spiritual dynamic of what god did in creation you step into sowing and reaping but only after the irrigation of blessing. Come on, I'm going to be real mean. A lot of believers don't get anything returned on their giving because they give without the irrigation of blessing. Wow. So it's like they're giving in drought.
2: Wow. That's right.
0: Right. But if they'll flip over and they'll ride the wave, so to speak, of blessing that flows out of their heart and respond to blessing, then they're actually reproducing blessing in everything they touch.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. y'all... They're, they're, now, because they're given, mm-hmm. they're given from the hose. That's right.
1: They're right. not given
0: from the dry, empty bucket. Yeah. Waiting for the bucket to get filled somehow after the.
1: Right. What blessing is. is that? That's that's <laughs>
0: awesome. That's huge. Amen. I right, know. With that, Sophia, can you just and we're going to end. You tell your story real quick. Can you come okay. up just as a, an analogy of this? Yeah. And then we we'll end. So, so what happened um, to you this week? I
2: never check my email, which is terrible. Because, <laughs> Never. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I never checked my email, but I was checking my email to just see if um, I had an interview thing going on. we out in Colorado. Cor- we're out in Colorado, and right above the email that I needed for the interview, it was like, you have been blessed. And I was like, okay, let's see. Yeah, you know, I didn't know if it was like a gift card, or I didn't know what it was. So I just clicked, I'm like, okay, so I clicked it. And y'all, somebody paid for my entire year of tuition. Wow! I don't. I don't have to pay for tuition this year because, which was a huge blessing, because they actually upped it since last year. So it was more expensive monthly. In the whole, it was the same amount, but they upped the payments monthly, so that you could pay it off sooner. Which is, that's fine for people who got. Right. Stuff, but <laughs> there was somebody who is struggling a little bit, it was like, okay, Lord, you're gonna help me with this, and He totally
0: did because I don't have to pay man. at all. Yeah, I to that because we'll use that again because the other the principle on that from His is remember provision always follows commitment.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes, that's excellent.
0: That's does, does that make sense? Provision yes. always. That's why I want us to have these times of I'm blessed. We're going to let the blessing water the field of our imagination. As ideas grow up out of that imagination, we commit to them and say, Okay, Lord, I'll go I'll go after it. And I'm going to look around for whatever I can do today for that. Yes. And when you make that commitment,
1: yes.
0: provision follows that commitment. Amen. Does that, does that? Yes.
1: yes.
0: You see that pathway. That's how God designed it to work. Yes. Amen. So Lord, we love you so much. So grateful for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for there's so much more that you want to show us and teach us. Lord, and I just pray over us as a church family. Lord, that this week as we take time to imagine and meditate on the truth that you have already blessed us. The Lord, I'm just expecting in myself, Lord, just some awesome ideas to be, uh, some of them, Lord, I know you'll water them again, and I know there'll be new ones that'll come, and Lord, we just, as that happens, Lord, our commitment is is we'll write them down, and we'll meditate on them, and we'll we'll come to you about them and be asking, and we'll look for what anything we can do, even in the smallest response to what blessing creates in Jesus' name.